whether you're selling cell phones or you're selling cars, like sales comes down to conversations, which leads to appointments, which leads to contracts written, and eventually you get one of those contracts accepted. Welcome back to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I am Shelby Johnson, and I'm here with Matt Talent, a solo agent out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who closed, dude, you closed 56 deals last year, just shy of 13 million in volume. That is mega impressive. So welcome. I'm super excited to talk to you today. Yeah, thanks, Shelby. I appreciate it. Um, I've been a listener of the show for years now, and this show has helped me further my career a lot. So I'm happy to give back. Dude, I love stories like that. That's my favorite. And I was, you know, doing a little stocking beforehand. And um, so, you know, you did 56 last year, but you have a story beforehand that is like really prob probably easy for a lot of people to resonate with where you were at like a 1 million in volume mark. And then you jumped all the way to 8 million the very next year. So that's really cool and exciting. And with that, I was wondering if you could take us back, like, how'd you get into real estate and your real estate journey? Yeah. So I got into real estate. Um, I was like self-employed. I had my own business. I always want to buy like an investment property. So um, I got my first investment property in 2018. Um, and to do that, I had to sell like my first business because I was in landscaping. They wouldn't give me a loan for that first property. Um, so I ended up buying, I went to corporate America in finance and got a W2 job, got approved for my first property, bought that first property in 2018 and ran it out to my buddies. So I was house hacking um, and basically lived rent free. And then eight months later, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, she didn't want to live with my college buddies. so. Bought our second house together. Um, so now I had two houses and I was looking to buy a third one, um, but really wanted to get more into the real estate industry. So I got my license in 2019 and was still in corporate America doing like, you know, one or two real estate deals part time in 2019. And then 2020 rolled around. I want to get more into it. And my corporate job at the time. I was working like 10 to 12 hour days, mandatory overtime, um, behind a computer, which I hate it. I wanted to work with people. And it was one of those jobs that, you know, you drive an hour to get to each way. You work 10, 12 hour days, the pay sucks. And every meeting that we had, my boss was like, you guys aren't doing good enough. You need to do better. So it was just a grind. And I wanted to get out, work with people in something that I love, like real estate. And so 2020 rolls around and I told my team leader in real estate that, you know, I'm super unhappy. I hate the job I'm doing and I really want to go full time into real estate. And so he was like, well, make it a sales goal. If you can do two deals a month, then quit your job. And I show up next week. I'm like, dude, so I know I'm not doing two deals a month, but I quit my job because I hate it so much. <laughs> So I was like, just ready to take the leap. And I had opportunities that I knew if I had the time I could capitalize on and grow. And so February of 2020, I quit my job. And so I'm in the office um, every day and I'm learning from people who at, are at the How Group and Gary Jonas is in GoBundance. So you guys may know him, but they, um, they do like a great job. And I learned a ton from those people from investing and everything. And 
Then basically two weeks later, we all know what happens. The world shuts down because of COVID and I go home and now I'm just at my desk at home by myself, not doing anything. So that was kind of like how I got into real estate full time as a realtor, small investing, and then going full time as a realtor, quitting my W2 job. Dude, that makes total sense. I, I also have the investment piece was what started my real estate journey. And also back in, well, it was 2017, the end of it, when I bought my first like intentional investment property. So we're like, same, same on on that. And I think it's really cool how you just decided to burn the ships. You know, like, I know that's got to be really hard when you're thinking about your future. And I don't know if you were married by this point, but like, you know, you're, how am I going to sustain my life? And it's a concern a lot of people have, I think, when deciding whether to stop their part-time and go full-time. But you were just like, screw it all in. I know I can do this. So, dude, kudos to you. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a book I've been reading, two X, or 10X is Better Than 2X. And mm-hmm. it kind of talks about these 10X transformations that you have to make. But the quicker I've kind of learned, the quicker that I make those burn the ship decisions, the quicker you get ahead. Yeah. And so, okay. At this point you had, you'd quit your job and you were like, I'm going to go into this office with all these other agents and learn how to do this full time. And then the world shuts down. So take us from that shutdown through your first year as a full-time agent. Yeah. So basically like I was in the office learning from people, loving it. World shuts down. I'm at home by myself and I have no idea what to do. Pennsylvania was the only state in the nation that pretty much shut down real estate as an essential service. So we couldn't go out and show homes. I literally got my first listing contract signed and I couldn't even do anything with it because I couldn't show the house. So people were just buying houses sight unseen. It was pretty crazy. Um, But basically after like a week or two at home, I had talked with my team leader I was like, dude, I need to start having some money coming in because I'm not doing anything. And I quit my job. And he was like, well, so the company I was with, their main thing was apartment development. So they built like a thousand apartments in Philadelphia and they needed help in their leasing department. And so he was like, we need help there. Like you can help them out. So I got started with one building. I started doing pretty well. They gave me another building. And then by the end of it, I was basically managing not managing, but leasing like a 200 unit portfolio because they just kept giving me more and more buildings. And then in the same time, um, there was a lot of realtors on my team who they were too busy for their leasing work. So they would give me their rentals too. So that's like one of the benefits of joining a large team is that they'll give you the stuff that they don't want because it's small potatoes to them. But at the time that was like life-sustaining money to me. And I kind of made a goal that year of just replacing my income, which wasn't much. And I did end up hitting that goal. I did 55 leases just about between the um, apartments and then my team and was able to like replace my income. But it was a grind, like literally 7 a.m. to like 9 o'clock at night. I was doing showings, like three showings a day, driving into Philadelphia, you know, masks, FaceTime tours, all that fun stuff. 
the most fun. I, I do love what you said though, about like in the beginning, it's taking every opportunity, whether or not you think, you know, and a lot of people like the internet is so deceiving. You see people killing it on the internet and people get their real estate license and thinks that think that they can just jump from, I just got my license to that top performer that there's, they've been following for a year on the internet, but there's like so many steps in between and yeah. so much, you know, work that, you maybe you don't even want to do like you said it was a grind but you had to survive and and i'm sure you learned a lot from it yeah a hundred percent like i think one of the coolest things was even though i wasn't making more money and i was working like double the hours um i didn't have a boss over my head that was like kicking me every like every day um and i was able to go out and do what i loved like be in real estate work on these new construction buildings in the city, which was like one of my big goals was to work in Philadelphia. And so it was like my dream. I got to work with people, be my own boss. And so I did learn a lot that year and it paid off and not having my own boss was like a huge weight off my shoulders. Oh my God. The autonomy too is like so exciting where you get to choose your own destiny. Even if yeah. every day you work up and you're like, oh, this is really painful. But yeah. okay. So- so that first year, it sounds like a bunch of like leases and what, you know, last year was a bunch of sales, I believe. So like, let's bridge the gap. What happened in between? Yeah. So 2020, um, I did like 1 million in sales. One of those was like an actual sale. The other one was something that this guy needed his house sold and I did it for free because I had no experience, which I wouldn't recommend. Um, it was a ton of work and I didn't get paid for it. So I did a one, like basically 1 million in sales in 2020. And then moving into the end of 2020, I knew that I wanted to go full-time buyer and seller's agent. Um, someone on my team was like, dude, if you can do 55 leases, then you can kill it in buying and selling and make a ton more money. Um, so I really want to focus on buying and selling going into 2021. So I did a few things. I made a very clear goal that I wanted to get to 8 million in sales the next year. Um, I got a real estate coach with Tom Ferry. So I signed up for coaching at the end of 2020. And then I kind of, you know, talked with my team about if I wanted to get to 8 million in sales or just be successful in buying and selling, how would I do that? Um, And my team leader was like, if you can do anything, just have 20 real estate conversations a day. So that was kind of my metric that, I was like, okay, going into 2021, I'm going to focus on this metric of 20 conversations a day. I have a coach now. I quit leasing. um, So I got rid of kind of burning the ships again, got rid of any distractions so I could just focus on buying and selling full time. So I had to give up that steady income again, uh, but I knew I had the potential to make a lot more money. Real quick, as you likely know, the 2024 Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is sold out. But if one of your preferred vendors is looking for marketing opportunities, we are looking for sponsors. We would love to get their name and business out to 80 highly motivated real estate agents from across the country. Know someone who'd be interested? Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and shoot us a quick email for more information. Thanks so much. Back to the show. So I didn't know anything about sales and I told my real estate coach, like I kind of thought people were just born salespeople. I didn't know you could learn that skill. And I told my coach, I was like, dude, 
I'm the hardest worker you'll ever meet, but I don't know anything about sales. And he's like, this is what that's for. Like, we'll give you the guidance and then you just have to do the work that we tell you to do. I'm like, okay, great. Um, so going into 2021, I focused on what I could control, which was one, waking up at 5 a.m. every day, two, going into the office every day, which was like, we weren't supposed to go into the office, but I was like, I, I just need to do it so I can focus. Um, and then three, I put in like a morning routine, if you ever heard of like the miracle morning. So I started implementing that. Dude, it's funny. Yeah, you're like, if you've ever heard of Miracle Morning, I am a huge Miracle Morning fan. Like ever yeah. since I went, I went into full time sales back in 2018. I was in the army before, and and I oh, got wow. out and I read the, you know, um, Hal Elrod's, but it was the Miracle Morning Millionaires version with David Osborne, who's the, you know, he was a big agent in Keller Williams, and um, that was like my my anthem to life. So I am right there with you, all in for the the early mornings, the morning routine. Um, yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It works. And so, yes, I did the miracle morning and I also read vivid vision, um, by Cameron Harold, which was huge. So basically you write down through your vision in your life, what you want it to look like health, wealth, family relationships, career investing. Um, and I just focused on that miracle morning, what they call the savers. So, um, silence, A is for affirmation, V, I would read my vivid vision every day, um, E is for exercise, which I do later, and then R is for reading, so I'd read like literally like 50 pages a day of a sales or business book, and then S, I would write out my schedule every day. The vivid vision was huge, um, so basically it's a three-year plan that you write out for your life of your health, wealth, family, investing, career, everything like that. Um, so I wrote stuff down that I wanted to happen three years later and it's crazy. Like as you read it every day, this stuff starts falling into place. Um, so that's something I'm a huge believer in and just kind of did that every day. And then I really built my business off of, um, my sphere of influence. So when I started, I didn't know anything about sales and my coach gave me the sphere of influence plan. And he's like, these are the people who are going to do business with you because they're the people who not like, know, and trust you already. Um, and I had already been in investing and everything like that. So I had some credibility there. Um, but yeah, really just started with my sphere and just having organic conversations every day. It's funny. It's almost like you knew I was going to ask that because I made a note when you were like, I'm going to have 20 conversations a day. Because if I'm listening, I'm like, man, who am I? Who am I talking? How am I talking to 20 people a day? And so were all of those 20 people from your sphere of influence? And can you tell us what that conversation looked like? Yeah, a lot of them were. Um, but yeah, it was really hard. Like, I would have to mix in a lot of cold stuff too. Um, some people just gave me like dead leads or like, some agents in my office are like, here's some dead leads. I would just call this list of numbers that I was like, hey, you know, I heard you want to buy a house eventually or sell a house. So I did some of that. Redfin was another source that I don't think they let people into the program anymore. Um, but that was something else that just got me conversations. And some days I would have to just sit there from like 7 a.m. till 6 at night until I made my 20 conversations. But yeah, a lot of it, most of it was my sphere of influence, just people that I knew and just organically talking to them about real estate. And those conversations have like changed over time. But um, in the beginning, it was like, 
you know, um, hey, you know, I know you said buying a home was important to you in 2023. Is that still a goal of yours? And maybe it was like, oh, no, like our lease, you know, we just renewed our lease, but talk to us in 2024. So, yeah, that was kind of the conversation. Yeah, just like those little conversations that add up over time. Oh, absolutely. Everything. It's all compounding. And the fact that you were able to stick to your schedule and read your vision every day and keep that in the front of your mind probably helps through those more painful times when you're like, I've only spoken to 15 people today. Yeah. And I don't have five more. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I have a question about, um, okay, so you talked about how your goal for 2021 was 20 conversations a day. And in my stalking beforehand, um, I believe you had like a, you had like a data set for it, you know, X amount of conversations leads to X leads to Y leads to Z. Can you talk about that? Yes. So these have been my numbers basically for three years now. And if I could give you like one metric of success, and I tell people this all the time, whether you're selling cell phones or you're selling cars, like sales comes down to conversations, which leads to appointments, which leads to contracts written, and eventually you get one of those contracts accepted. Um, So that's like, those are the numbers basically that I track with my coach and we go in every week and have certain metrics. So for me, the last three years, um, 20 conversations a day equals eight to 10 appointments booked a week. And from that, I'll write two contracts and I'll get one accepted. Those are the averages of the last three years of my data tracking. Oh, I love the data tracking. It's um, And what I've noticed really is normally there's like two types of agents. There's like the sales, the natural sales, and generally they're not so good on the back end with like the tracking and the inputting mm-hmm. into the CRM. And they're more of like a floaty butterfly. And then there's like the more um, like an ops driven personality where it's like, I'm good about the tracking, but the speaking to people, I may or may not be a robot. So Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> It sounds like you have you have trained the the robot tendencies into a partial butterfly, but you can also track the numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'm like all over the place. I'm like one of the most disorganized people, so that's why I need those systems in place. So I'm actually more of like a creative person, but mm-hmm. I need those systems or else I'll be in a million different directions. Okay, so I assume then you have a tracker in which you're inputting this data. I do, yeah. And in that like YouTube video, like it, it's a pretty simple Excel sheet. It's literally just like conversations, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, appointments, like buyer and listing appointments. Would you be open to sharing that, the, the actual tracker in addition to the video? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, perfect. Listeners, if you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com, there is a toolbox tab at the top in which after um, Matt sends me the spreadsheet, we'll make sure to upload it into the toolbox. And there are thousands of tools. I say thousands, it might be hundreds. I have not verified of tools from past guests. So if this is the first time you're hearing about the toolbox, make sure to go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. I'm excited about that. And Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So we're tracking our conversations, our appointments, our contracts into our accepted. Is that and your routine, were these the key factors that led to that change from the the 1 million all the way? You hit your goal. Yeah. So that was the big thing was tracking my numbers. And another huge part of that was coaching. So when I got, before I got into coaching, I thought it was a scam that rich people spent money on. And I had no idea about coaching. I heard about it from 
um, bigger pockets and stuff like that. And then I was actually listening to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast and Noah Ostroff, who's like a local Philly legend. He's actually a partner in my brokerage now. He was talking about how he got started. He got a coach, became really successful, grew a team, all that. And so I was like, well, if it worked for him, I'll give it a shot. That was like another big jump that I had to make. The coach or the cost of coaching through Tom Ferry, I was basically signing up for the core program. It was biweekly. You talk for like a half hour every other week to your coach. And so that was like six fifty a month, which was like basically my half of the mortgage payment. So that was like a huge risk for me. I was freaking out, but I was like, I know if I do this, I'll have to make it work. Um, so I kind of jumped in with both feet and the coaching, like after I've done it now for three years, I've increased it to the elite program, which we talk every week instead of every other week. And a lot of people don't focus on their business um, until the end of the year, like until December, they focus on their business once a year. They're like, okay, what do I do bad this year? What do I need to do next year? Real quick, before we get back to the episode, two things I wanted to share. First, thank you so much for tuning in week after week. It really means the world to all of us. Second, we feel like we're just getting started. If you enjoy what we do here, please follow us on this app, share an episode, or give us a quick review. I promise we're working hard behind the scenes to make this show as good as possible now and into the future. Thanks guys, back to the show. So I do that 52 times a year because I'm meeting with my coach and we're constantly readjusting like, hey, I'm not where I want to be at in sales. Well, let's look at the numbers. You only did 10 conversations a day the last couple months. Why is that? And you only went on four appointments last week. So we need to increase those numbers. Um, So I have that conversation 52 times a year instead of just once at the end of the year. Um, So that's like one of the biggest things, and it helps me in my investing career, um, everything like that. So the coaching and the number tracking are like the two biggest things. And if I could tell agents to invest money anywhere, it's in coaching. I'm a big believer of it. Yeah, I I really love that, especially since... um... Man, in the beginning, I was kind of like you. I was like, no, no coaching. And I've never actually done formal coaching, but I hear from so many people about how impactful it is. And if you just think about it, it's like not only do most people in their businesses have blind spots that they're not aware of because that's why it's called a blind spot. It's like you Mm -hmm. don't know it's there. So it's this outside perspective of someone who's walked the path before you who can kind of point you in the right, right directions is one piece. And then in addition to that, it's like the accountability it's like, man, you know, there's a large part of you, I'm sure that was motivated enough to make those 20 conversations every day, but it's that extra layer of, oh, I have to face my coach on X date and tell them, look them in the face and tell them I failed to do what I said I was going to do. Like, that's, yeah. And I keep hearing about Tom Ferry. Are you, um, are you going to the Tom Ferry summit that's happening at the end of this month? This is August. By the way. I'm not. I'm terrible about going to conferences, <laughs> um, but I need to go. That's one of my goals for next year is to start going to more conferences. You, you know, well, first of all, I'm going to Tom Ferry. So listeners out there, nice. if you are going at the end of this month. Um, I want to freaking hang out with you. So hit me up. The Shelby Show on Instagram. Anyway, Matt, the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind is like amazing. And that is in March of next year. So I'll hit you up offline about okay. this. Um, I'll add it to my calendar. 
it's it's actually sold out. So we'll have to see. Okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll see, what to I can see do. if we can get room. But yeah. Um, anyway, now that I've completely derailed. Um, so you you are still that was your year two, right? We did eight million year two. So yeah. in what year are you on now? Is this three, four? Math I'm on yeah, like so I count 2021 as my first year because that's kind of when I really jumped in with both feet. Um, last year, I did about like 12.7 million pending and closed. And then this year, I'm at like probably 6.7 right now. So I, I'm in the midst of pivoting my efforts because transactions are down this year. So I'm increasing my lead gen efforts to kind of get those numbers up. I was going to ask, are we still at the 20 conversations a day or what is the lead gen marketing piece of your business look like now? Yeah. So I'm still like very sphere heavy. I keep in touch with my sphere. Um, I do events. So like investor happy hours. Um, I'm doing a event in September about how I went from being um, an Airbnb novice to a super host in seven months with me and my wife. And I got a coach for Airbnb as well. So that that helped too. Um, so I'm all about the coaching, but yeah, so I do events and then I actually connected. I listened to your episode with Greg McDaniel about his circle dialing. So he's a I'm a savage. Yeah. That, he's so, an animal. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. He's awesome. And he actually like sat down on a call with me and I got red X. So I'm going to start dialing and circle dialing and everything like that and try to get those conversations and appointments up. Question about, okay, so you're very sphere heavy and you're hosting events. So there's like people coming at you, conversations. What do you use a CRM? And if yes, which is it? Yeah, so I use just command. I know there's a lot of different ones out there. I came from Compass originally. So I was with them for three years and then just switched to Keller Williams last year. Um, so I really just use it as like a phone book almost. And I use the sphere of influence plan that my coach gave me um, that I've been using for three years. So it's a very simple plan. You basically reach out to your sphere four times a quarter. It's a 13 week plan. So there's 13 weeks in a quarter and you reach out to them four times a quarter. So when I was beginning, I did everything on this list. Now I really just do like a couple things. Um, but week one, you're calling um, people with the name A to B. Week two, you're writing handwritten, or week one, you're writing handwritten notes to people with the name S and T, and then you're texting with people uh, with the names I through J. So it's like a scattered list. So you're basically reaching out every four weeks to your sphere. Where does this fall on your new daily routine? What is your like? How many hours a day are we doing this? Could you walk us through your day? Yeah. So I actually have my daily schedule like hanging up next to me. Um, so I wake up at 5.30, I do my miracle morning, like savers thing. Um, I get to the office at like 7 a.m. I do my social media post. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll do a reel. And then Tuesday, Thursday, I'll do a social proof post. Where, um, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Call Philly Home uh, at Instagram. So feel free to rip off and duplicate my videos. Um, but yeah, I really just do a real Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday, I'll do a social proof post of just listed, just sold under contract. And then, uh, 7.45, I'll start like some client follow-up and administrative work. 
And then 8.45 to like 10, I'll do circle dialing. And then 10.30 to 11.30, I like text my clients. So I'll go through that. Um, and then after that, it's pretty much like administrative and uh, just follow-up stuff that I'm doing. The chaos of real yeah. estate that normally <laughs> ensues. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of admin. Too much. Do you have a transaction coordinator? I do, yeah. So with Keller Williams Mainline in Philly, um, I work with Sarah Cadman, and she has like a transaction coordination business. So I kind of sub everything out to her. A quick word on our toolbox. We know it can be overwhelming thinking about all of the systems you want to build into your business. And that is why we ask guests to submit their favorite checklist, template, or tracker so you don't have to build from the ground up. Go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and click toolbox for your free access. Thanks so much. Okay, makes sense. So we got an idea of your day. We have an idea of the marketing piece of your business and the coaching, how you're continuing to improve. So leverage, you have the transaction coordinator. Are, is there any other pieces of human leverage or other pieces of leverage in your business? Yeah. So when I joined, um, obviously, like I have a lot going on between the investment properties and then my own house I'm renovating and then the Airbnb and like my real estate business. So there's a lot going on. Um, and that's one thing that my coach really helped me with was like, I was someone who did everything and I didn't believe in hiring stuff out. Cause I was like, why would I pay someone to do this when I could do it myself? And so it took me a lot of books, podcasts, coaching to start to understand like why you should delegate stuff out. So when I joined KW mainline, I like joined because there was a ton of like high producing agents here and the education was great. And I was like, oh, I can be around like Mike McCann's in my office, Erica Duchelle's killing it. Um, so all these high performing agents. And what I didn't realize was there's a ton of new agents at this office too, and they want to make money. So what I've been doing is um, subbing out a lot of like showings to them so I can pay them, which I never had at my old place because it was a smaller team. Um, but we have like 400 agents out of our office. So I can always find someone to do showing help which me, for me, which has been like a big thing, um, scaling. Then um, I started subbing out pretty much all the work on my rental properties. So I really don't do any work on my rentals anymore. I have someone cutting my lawn. So I get my groceries delivered. So all those small things that like it's one or two hour tasks that you're like, oh, I can cut my lawn myself. I can go to the grocery store. These are like little things that now I'm starting to recycle into reading business books and lead generation. Yeah, that's this is one of my favorite things. I actually taught a whole class on this once about like, you know, people all the time say, I don't have time. I don't have time. And it's like, well, do you see that one person who does everything? You know, they have the great business and the family and they're doing the socials, they're traveling, they're volunteering. They have the same amount of time as you do. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the is how they use it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I love how you said, um, you know, you even brought into your personal because that's something too where I, I feel like a lot of times people, when they're becoming an agent, will try to draw a line in the sand and be like, this is my business and this is my personal life. And they'll do the same thing with socials. Like this is my business profile and this is my personal. Whereas like 
really, you know, if you're a strong person and you manage your time well as a human, then that will come in place into your business in so many ways. So the yeah. fact that you do the, you know, like lever- leverage out the lawn care and is it Instacart to use Instacart? Yeah. Instacart's awesome. That's like one of my favorite things. It's because I live in the city. So if you want to drive to the grocery store, it's like a half hour each way sitting in traffic. Then you're in the grocery store for an hour, or you could do Instacart, which is like $8 and they deliver it to your door. It is worth every penny. I also do Instacart. And I love it too, because one of the things in life that prevents us from being and doing everything we want in our business is distractions, right? Yeah. And the grocery store is actually a perfect example of that. Whereas like if you're at home and you know what you want, you just type in and say, Hey, these are the things I want delivered to my house. It removes the possibility of walking the aisles and then getting the cupcakes that you don't really need in the time it takes. So it's a lot more intentional. Exactly. And all of those little things add up. Okay. So question, looking ahead, like the next one year, five years, 10 years, 50 years, what is the, what does the vision look like? Yeah. So the vision for the future, I actually just talked about it with my coach yesterday. I'm, I used to make them very complicated because I felt that they would be more successful. I made it more complicated and they were like a hundred pages long. So now I just make them very simple so my vision for the next three to five years is to grow my real estate sales business to 1 million in profit and work six hours a day because I want to have kids and stuff. So I want to be there for all their stuff and that'll give me enough time to do exercise during the day and be there for everything. And then take that profit and buy two single family rentals every year, just cosmetic flips um, in the area that I invest in. So very simple, like, get my business to 1 million in profit a year and then um, buy two single family rentals every year. Do you see yourself doing that like with a team or do you want to keep it like just you, but then like systematize, automate as much as possible? Which yeah. One? So I want to hire one buyer's agent. Um, I don't want to have, I don't want to be the person that has like 30 agents to look successful. I want to have, I'm like the Honda civic of people. I'm efficient. I'm cheap. Um, I get from A to B. So I just want to have like one buyer's agent who can help me on the buyer and rental side. And then I will be kind of the listing person that does, you know, 60 listings a year um, and gets me to around 40 million in sales. Dude, I love that so much because back in the day, I was the person who had the huge team. And, you know, I got into it before... I really thought it through. And like, I mean, teams work in a lot of markets for a lot of people, for sure. And it did work for us for a couple of years. But then I realized that it's like, man, less is more in a lot of ways. And I love that you like from the get go already know that without having to live it. Um, I, and I, your Honda Civic thing is hilarious too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've had the luck of like, I intentionally surrounded myself with people who are like a lot more successful than me, which is why I'm at this brokerage. And they told me that in the beginning because I did have a lot of people when I started my like call Philly home team. It's just me right now. Um, but I had people who reached out and they're like, Hey, like I'm thinking about being a part-time agent. Can I join your team? And I went to kind of my team leader and he's like, don't do that. You're not successful enough yet. Maximize your own potential and then start hiring agents. Cause he's like, if you do it right now, you're kind of just doing it for your ego to have people on your team. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, it's a less is more thing. And I think it makes a lot of sense. 
so much sense. Get great first. Yeah. Dude, I love all of this. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today that we haven't covered? No, I mean, just um, still trying to grow the real estate sales business and then just the rental portfolio on the side and Airbnb and stuff. So it's been fun. It's been a fun like three to five years in real estate and I'm looking forward to the next five years. <laughs> yeah, dude, you just got a few things going on, huh? <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Just a couple. Okay. And uh, last question is parting words of wisdom or advice for maybe a new agent in the industry. What you got? Yeah. So two things, um, wisdom for new agents. One would to be like, find the biggest team that's filled with successful agents. Um, because one, they're going to teach you a lot about the business. And two, they're going to give you some of the business that they can't handle. Um, just like how I pay new agents to do showings for me. So that's a good way to get money coming in the door. And then two, I would get a real estate coach um, and try to learn everything you can from them and you'll be around higher performers. And I did the same thing with my Airbnb, Airbnb business this year too, where I knew nothing about Airbnb and I was really scared. And I saw someone who was successful. He does coaching, so I paid him. And he taught me everything I need to know about Airbnb. And now I'm a super host seven months later. So it just shortens the learning curve for you where maybe it'll take you 10 years to get to X amount of success. And now it takes you one year. So I'm all about like, if you can get a coach and shorten that learning curve, that's what I would do. Oh my gosh. Cut the fat, make it efficient, optimize, love. Um, Okay. Where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me at Call Philly Home on Instagram or Matt Talent on YouTube. Um, those are like everything we talked about, all the systems and everything will be in that video from um, how I went from one to eight million in sales in one year. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Perfect. And listeners, make sure that you hit Matt up with all of your referrals for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And don't forget that he is sending his conversion tracker and tool to realestatrocksartsnetwork.com. You'll see the toolbox that you can click on. And guys, if you want to hang out with me and the owner of the show, we are The Shelby Show and Aaron Amugasegi on the gram. Please hit us up with feedback, how we can improve, who you want to get on the show, all the things. And last little note, if you are an experienced investor, Aaron is hosting an event in Austin this September, September 28th and 29th. So for more information, if you are looking to go to something like that, go to InvestorDeepDive.com. And that is it for today. Matt, thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, of course. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>